Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. Welcome to Development Hell. horror movie that hits VOD, countless others end up DOA. Development Hell is the podcast dedicated to unearthing these cursed horror productions. We're going to find out what went wrong and then decide if these titles still stand a shot at the green light. I am your host, Josh Corngut. I am a filmmaker in Toronto, Canada. This podcast is a proud member of the Dread Podcast Network. Available now from Dread. Val. Finn, a wanted criminal, hides out with an escort named Val, a demon. Val offers to make his problems disappear if he follows her rules. She has been expecting him all along, and it won't be easy to escape Val's dungeon. Val is out now everywhere you buy or rent movies, and on Blu-ray November 2nd. assume you're both aware, but this is a, a mini audio series on Dread Central where I'm unpacking five unmade Halloween sequels. You guys are number four. What fine company. I was wondering if you guys could do me a favor and introduce yourselves to the Development Hell audience. Sure. And Patrick, we can start with you. Okay. I am Patrick Melton, writer slash, I suppose, sometimes producer and partner too. Uh, my Stu. name is Dunstan, and I have had the uh, great fortune to work with my friend and a- amazing colleague, Patrick Melton, uh, for over 20 years, Great Scott. And uh, we've also produced a little bit here and there. And when it comes to this tale, uh, for a hot second that lasted about three and a half months, I was to be the director of this unmade development hell sequel called Halloween Returns. Oh God, I have so many questions and I'm going to get to them. But my first one I have to know <laughs> is when something really bad happens to someone around Christmas, like you lose a dog, something like that, Christmas is forever ruined. I'm wondering if Halloween now has a cloud over it for you guys. Like every year a Halloween rolls in, are you like, oh, <laughs> oh no, it's Halloween. And I'll tell you why. I definitely uh, gave myself uh, an appropriate amount of time to sulk. Only a little bit. If that kind that kind of hurt is just a phantom living rent free in your mind, right? Wow. It's not it doesn't exist. It it's never and then you know, I had to have the chat with what it could have been and realize mm-hmm. well at least it always could have been exactly what it was supposed to be. And would we have gotten everything we wanted? No. We were at the last second getting budget hits that we're really going to compromise uh, some of our abilities to deliver in ways such as score, location, whatnot. And, and so ultimately, it's, it's this, the only server lining, the only blanket of comfort I can give an experience of having this and then seeing it slip away is, thank goodness the version that came out was so very good. Are you yeah, telling me Dimension I'm, Films were going to compromise someone's vision? I am <laughs> well, absolutely shell-shocked. Okay. There was we- a reason I was hired. And I was hired because I, I, for some reason they could agree not to hate me. You know, these okay. two factions. He anointed me from 
uh, a co-writer to a director with uh, the collector. So I had the same thing happen with that movie where our schedule was cut, and our budget was cut, but the opportunity was never cut. It was just, that's how we had to play ball with that movie to get it done. And I was grateful for that. So this was, for me, I would say topically, it was a much bigger opportunity because people had heard of Halloween. We were not introducing a Mm -hmm. potential sequel machine icon or whatnot. And intrinsically, I really had something to say because we had a, speaking of of a loss, we had a family loss that tied into my feelings for wanting to work on this particular story with this particular villain and go back in time and put a little anger back there uh, from something that had happened in real life. So, hey, that there was there was therapy and getting through it. There was uh, uh, and also there wasn't any punishment of existing. The first time I got a death threat was when it was just announced I, I was going to do it. I'm not surprised. It was from John Gulliger, too. It was really it weird. Was, it but... was from John Gulliger. And it was also. And it I'm was, sorry, who is John step. Gulliger? And why is his last name Gulliger? <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. The well, director of Feast One, Two, Three. Oh, I really showed myself there for who Piranha I am. Piranha Three Double D. Oh my this, God! These yes, this uh, is a classic. There's uh, more. There's more. The Paul Shear uh, vehicle. Yes. yes, this was the first death threat tweet that had a co-signer in Patrick Melton, which I thought yeah. it was like, <gasps> I, oh, that's this nice. is a lot in the world. Let's be, yeah. let's be fair. Let's be fair. It doesn't, you know. It, but I, the thing it was so over the top, it was pretty funny. Like, it wasn't no. just coming for me. I wanted to, like, burn my family line out of existence. Like, I haven't oh. even done anything wrong yet. Very Michael well, Myers, though. Very. Well, Marcus, do you remember? There was the also. Michael during, Myers was in a blank paragraph. During Project uh-huh. Greenlight, we were, we, we were uh, notified or not, or like, we reached out, an inmate from some correctional facility reached out to ask if we wanted, he was so angry with what Gulaga was doing. He actually offered a service to murder him. <laughs> oh, that's we, we didn't take him up. Collaborative. Offer, but you know, reflecting back, maybe we should have, you know, this is a collaborative industry. Art can't be made in a vacuum. So I, I appreciate that. Project Greenlight three would have taken an interesting Interestingly, turn. It can't be made in a vacuum, but sometimes it can really suck. <laughs> wow. That really worked out for all of us. Uh, hey, so, and John Gulliger, by the way, I, I love this man. He's our dear friend, ally, advocate, and he is out directing a movie right now, which I, 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 don't, I don't have permission to reveal anything, but that is just for the folks out there. That great artist is still doing it. And, and it's he doesn't want you to die anymore? Or... If he no, does, no, he, he didn't yeah. want us to die. He was, he, we, someone was no, offered he's to a kill him for us. Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. Right. If you get to work with that man, I will. Yeah. He is, he's the I mean, he he's could good. want to kill you, and we just don't know. I mean, I hear your names quite often when I'm doing my development hall research. So before I get into <laughs> it, it's true, I do, and I've and I've definitely done episodes on you guys before this. Um, so you're giving me a lot to work with. What does development hall mean to you as a filmmaker? What like when you uh, think of the term development hall, what comes to mind? What is it? The to usual you? is sort of what. Um... Yeah. <laughs> What happens? Well, just, it's, just the everyday life. See, the problem is the biggest problem, and this is this is. I mean, the fun thing about Dimension was that they made a lot of movies, and they didn't screw around, and like they needed to fill that DVD case that they had, or even VHS case that they had. So they didn't care what it was so much. Sure. They gave you a lot of freedom, a lot of ability. They had to get something in there, and so you were able to do it. Development but, help comes. What? Well, I was going to say, but when he says DVD and VHS, mind you, this was the day when a VHS DVD. Let's say it was a prophecy sequel. Could have a budget of seven million dollars. Oh. Be shot on thirty-five millimeter. Have a wonderful cast, beautiful production value. There was an ancillary market that was an entire industry, and then the same industry dimension would allow us to 
uh, Patrick and I work. Uh, we worked on a Highlander movie. We were able to help on a on Source uh, Pulse. We were helping on uh, Cursed. It, it, it uh, Black Christmas. Like they had some things where hell yeah. Anybody in a nearby stable? Halloween two. Uh, Rob Zombies. Yes. The, yep. the most loved of the Halloween canon. It, it had this awesome trailer with uh, uh, Knights oh, in White Satin. Uh, Knights in White Satin. That's a brilliant So trailer. good. Good the title. Movie. I haven't heard of her. It was um, good. But it hey, was, um, that was the thing. They also had to fill theatrical commitments and really had for a long time had a great stake in December. And with Scream, uh, the first Scream, every December, because Melton and I worked as theater uh, projectionists back you know, to really date technology, we were threading film back uh-huh. then when Scream came out. And I remember in Iowa City, Iowa, we didn't get Scream opening weekend. We had to drive to Cedar Rapids to see it at a six mm. bucks. On the fourth weekend, when it made more than any other weekend it had prior, that's when Iowa City got it. And it was so fun to watch that. So then the my theater became a, a dimension staple. And you can find that like, oh, some people don't necessarily want to be gro- grossed out, but a little tear around the holidays was... Uh, sometimes a, a wonderful. Uh, how about that new trailer? Huh? Scream mm-hmm. five, but not five. But Scream. What do you think I, about that trailer? It, do, it looks good. great. I know. Kind of stunned it. Yeah, I've been writing news about Scream though to... nonstop, and it, uh, I, I am a little dizzy at this point. But I am ready for it. I'm very excited. Yeah. But as you know, a, a good trailer doesn't mean much these days. Uh, you know. True. It doesn't True. always mean much, but. True. True. Yeah, I have a I have a really good feeling about it as well. The filmmakers are good. I've liked everything that and it was I, interesting. That it was seen. interesting just like how they revealed the old characters. You know, like it 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 felt like it felt just like just a tad more serious and intense than the first scream. Also got uh, was an NC seventeen. It didn't get an X, but those when he but when it had that tone. It had that meta tone that would that mm-hmm. was brilliant at the time. But then you know it's been copied a million times over. Yes, so we're even by the fourth, now. by the fourth, I mean, but feeling a little bit just like a little fatigue in the back of my. I mean, you know, back how dare you? How dare you say that about Scream <laughs> Four? You, but you, you know, mm. No, but Scream Four is actually quite genius. Like, the pump, like I, I'll go, I'll go to the, I'll go to the mat for Scream Four, and then people a lot, a lot of people didn't like it. It came around on it. I mean, I've loved it since day one. It invented Emma Roberts, who, you know, is the voice was, of the generation. It was ahead point. of its time. It totally was. Absolutely ahead of its time. Uh, a little too long of uh, of an opening, though. I think they could have reeled that in a little bit. Yeah. So it seems like you guys aren't super uh, mad about <laughs> about development hell and your journey through it, which is nice to hear. Well, okay. I was actually, there was, I was making a point. Is that mm. you, have the, you have two types of projects. We learned this. Like, you have two types of projects in the industry. Mm-hmm. One is the one that like uh, they have to make. Like Tom Cruise is available for these two weeks, or we have this DVD case and we need to put a movie inside it. We need it made, and like that's when everyone's serious and you're doing it. You're going forward and you're just you're making it. Mm-hmm. And you just got to get through that development bullshit and get through the notes where they're like, you know, it's a dumb note, but eventually they'll just give up because we have to be in location in Bulgaria and they won't even know what we're doing. And then there's what you're talking about, everything else. And unfortunately, 90% of what is done is everything else. And so, and, and so, you know, we have, I mean, geez, like, good Lord, we have so much, like, stuff. I mean, no, the reasons that I'm like, this is really good. And it's just never going to get made. And you know it. And there's a moment you know it when you start getting really? these Because goof, goof, it seems like with the yeah. two of you, a lot of the times you guys are like, rearing to go like you you're filming or you're about to film and then (laughs) shit gets 
shit hits the wall. Well, that's the... Oh, it, it, it happens. I don't know what you might be referring to. Oh, um, I have a couple things I'm referring to. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. And I'm going to get into uh, it right now, actually. So, that, was rare. that was rare. That wasn't development hell. That was in production. That was hell. actual hell, I think. <laughs> totally fine. Development was actually great. The development... The Collected, one of my yeah. most popular episodes. People are very vocal about it. Um, why do you think, out of all my episodes, I received the most response about the collected? Do you have any insight on that? I think it speaks um, to uh, I think it speaks to the nature of of the podcast in that when something entirely doesn't exist, it can be that anything and be a an echo of pontification. Uh, when it comes to that, you know, echo of pontification. There okay, you sorry, go. I like, I like it. You know, eight days of proof of concept coming to life is a different thing where you kind of feel the momentum you get the excitement you get you know santa's halfway down the chimney yeah he's coming though yeah. and then you're waiting with your hands open for the bag to drop and you're like what happened and then instead your house explodes do you hate canada now because of it no we were not there um when it comes to that one yeah as any good villain it ain't dead yet i am aware i i am absolutely aware i have my own sequel in the works let's just say Okay. About collected. So you know, oh. I want to inspire a podcast that that we can be a guest on for you. That things mm. that have survived that. Have I was going to say you don't want to, my sequel to actually happen. <laughs> if my sequel happens, yours didn't. So we're in the era of the multiverse. Why not? This is the multiverse. Uh, yeah, With all of these reboots. Absolutely. I mean, well, my goodness. Uh, yeah, because I, I, that's what I've also really enjoyed about how the. The uh, the marvelous success, pun intended by using Marvel in that word, has opened up all these realms of creativity, too. Like the fact that mm-hmm. the guy responsible for me throwing my first bucket of fake blood, Sam Raimi, is now playing with toys in this universe yet again. Again, in a it, whole new era. Yeah. It's so cool. But finally, like, yes, by his Spider-Man 2, uh, the Doc Ock uh, coming to existence scene, had a little bit of that spin tilt that that we saw in Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Dark Man, and the, the fact that he now gets the characters of the Strangerverse, and that man gets to be unleashed in there. Oh goodness! When I was a kid in ill-fitting khaki shorts, uh, we found ourselves. Uh, we were a group from Iowa, just doing something with our our spring break. So of course, you drive and you stand outside the Man's Chinese and hope to see a premiere, and it was Face Off. And so big stars are walking by, but I'm the only kid. I remember this. The only name I shouted and it came out like just like a gag reflex, but at full decibel was that's Sam Raimi. That's kind of like, what? what, what?" Like, yeah, that that was that was my totem of awesome. Did he direct face off or or is he just happened to be there? He was was at the premiere. That's what that's John Woo directed face off. John Woo. And that's coming back. Face Off is facing off again at some point. Face Off is. Brilliant. I hope so. I, I I thought that was a brilliant movie. Like great sci-fi action, and even like enough that beautiful sequence uh, set to Over the Rainbow, with all the beautifully timed slow motion, a child hiding from gunfire, hearing an innocent world, and then two megastars in the peak of their primes, just blazing hell through the center. I thought that was great. Really cool. What yeah. I love about uh, John Woo is John Woo plus a little blood is really what has inspired some of the photography and some of the things we will attempt from time to time where you get that the dread inducing tee up of violent instruments coming towards something you care about, don't want to get hurt, and then boom, go into regular fast uh, fast. What's another John Woo joint that I would know the name of? 
you mm. would know Jean-Claude Van Damme's Hard Target. That's probably the movie you wake up to. Okay, yeah. I'm a homo, so I don't know about that movie. So you, you don't, don't have to give me It's all very mask for mask titles so far. Okay. Well, I mean, Mission about... Impossible or Mission okay. Impossible Two. Okay, well there you go. Now I'm now I'm with you. Yeah, you know, when he's hanging, he's got the long, beautiful hair in this movie. Wind talkers. Wind talkers. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was, what was the one that Chiang Fat? The the one that like made him. It was like not. Killer, was it bullets of the head? No. Uh, it felt like hard. Hard boiled. Hard boiled. Uh, yeah, that was like his like that was like his of jewel of. It's out of my frame reference, and that's fine. We are all different, and we celebrate each other. So, outside of Halloween, a big mm. horror franchise, have you ever like teetered in a play box of a different big horror IP that you can tell me about, or is Halloween oh, sort of the main? Only one? all of them. Only all of them. Look, and they all have the sad the... story <laughs> of it didn't happen. We were, we were. I mean, just very briefly, like we were. It was like. Uh, Friday thirteenth, and it was and it was like that was always sort of like coming about like it's gonna happen. It wasn't gonna happen. Oh, it was gonna be the one in the snow. It didn't happen. That was gonna happen, be the one in the snow. I'm no, sorry. no, 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 no. That was that oh, was not oh, us. Oh. that should have happened. That would have been awesome. But Ugh, um, anything no, it was, in the snow. And then it was like it was like mentioned to us. And I remember I literally remember driving in my car through a neighborhood, and it was like you know the madness you get at like five thirty when suddenly everything happens at one point, and like I feel like like Marks was like. It was a producer on the phone. They want to talk about Friday the 13th. Now I was like, oh my God. And it was, and it was like, but it was Friday the 13th. And then we're like, oh, 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 we had all these million ideas. And it was like, oh, okay, okay. So it's some, it's, it's found footage. Okay. It's found footage. Uh, yeah. And um, we're like, uh, oh, okay. PG, PG, <laughs> PG, PG 13. Like, found footage. How is it? So it's modern. And we're like, wait, okay. So wait, okay. Okay. And it's, but it's like, it's like, you know, like, so the green, and there's, there's cameras at this camp. And we're like, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> But it was like, it was like, well, it, there was one visual pitch that hopefully, you know, and hopefully it's, it's now so far it's probably over on that. They're, it, not, they're, they're not making a phone footage Friday 13th. I don't think. But I'd but watch image, that. But here's the For thing. Sure. The, image, the image pitched was enough to inspire us to, to open up. So at credit where credit is due, there was some gas in that tank. And it was, you know, imagine you're, you know, seeing this image and it is a, disquieting angle low to the ground because the camera's been set up oh wait is it someone using it for night vision defensively to try to track the whoa there's the blur you get a, a flash of the mask the feet run away and then an impossible like yank up into the air so like you can see the coordination of it and the last thing is you see and i you know the boot now glistening with someone's viscera walks by nudges the camera it tilts over and you slowly go in on the date feature and it just says f13 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 and they thought, okay, that cool. opened up my brain. And I thought, that is intense. That yeah. is cool. So could so we <laughs> narrative to live up to that intensity? And can you find it? Maybe, because now, I'll tell you, if you repackage that concept now, we are self-surveilled. It's our ring camera. It's our nest camera. It's our, oh, I can oh. get through my uh, watch. And, oh, I've got the lapel one. And, oh, so there are ways where, imagine being a parent. And a group of parents, and that first nine one one call does get out, and they're just not going to get there in time. But you can log in and watch your kids. I find like a limited series of that with that streaming that would have less. See, the interesting thing is like, or strange thing is that like, 
like a movie like that comes with for like for like the studio and the producers of uh-huh. like getting it right, getting it right, getting it right. But now with like streaming, like you could just be like, no, oh, no, it's just a one-off idea that we're just doing yes. and do it like that, and everyone would be like, oh, cool, it's great. Right. And it's funny, you know, horror uh-huh. hasn't quite. Well, it's going to be interesting that. how the new Paramount Activity plays out, because I feel like that's going to be one of the first versions of what you're saying. Yeah, and that's Paramount Plus, all right? It is. It's like we're back into the whole DVD era. We're going to get tons of direct You know, you're right. And, and I think, I, personally, I think that's exciting. Like, and I, you know, and when the DVD era, like, fell out under itself, I was so yeah. sad because we were about to get so many direct-to-video Dark Castle yeah. sequels. That's right. Which is my More prophecy, dream. you know. More yeah. prophecy. How about this? The return to more House children of the corn. Yes. Did you say return to house on Undertale? Did that just yeah. come up? Uh, there yes. was going to be so many more of those, and my choose your own adventure engine where they yeah. shot a lot of other movies. Hell yeah, I own that shit. So hell yes, I know. Uh, and they were actively working on the next one. Oh yeah, there was no, going to be they, a they had tons. They had tons of stuff. Like they had Dark tons Castle. of stuff, and then all of a sudden, people just stopped buying DVDs. But, you know, but mm-hmm. the problem though with Dark Castle Two is like they 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 would they would have these great ideas, great scripts, great ideas, and they would just unfor- they would often put on their big movie producer hats and then be like, "Oh shit, we need to cast whoever won act- best actress of the year last year. We'll put her in this movie, and it's going to have so much pressure on it that it has to do well." And You're then it does about okay. okay. I know. No, there's a few. And it was also the one with the snow one with uh, Hillary uh, Swank. Oh, Orphan. No, uh, it was before Orphan. It was the one with, it was the one with John Cusack. Uh, and it was called Whiteout. Yeah, Whiteout. Whiteout. Oh. It was these really cool ideas. Like, and they had a bunch of other scripts too, Marcus. You remember, like, we, 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 were, we were like, I can't remember who was there at the time. I really Maybe. wanted to do the Tingler there. Uh, cool. But, like, but again, it's like it, they had, they, gave himself so much pressure because these huge budgets and while it probably if you would have done it like like for 15 million or even a little bit less 15 million it would have been great it would have been fine you know yeah it's a solid double which is respectable well now who knows what he does right like like it's streaming i don't know does it do well what stuff comes out every week and it's and it's i feel like people are are have are kinder to streaming things sure. as opposed oh, to because it's, oh, yeah. it's a lower stake. Wait, do you guys have favorite Dark Castle movies that you can share? Favorite Dark Castle? You know, when you said that, the one that comes to mind, and I, I think I really appreciated the how I found it endlessly surprising, and I saw many stories within the story, but 13 Ghosts. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, 13 Ghosts is quite a classic. I also, mean, best I, DVD menu probably ever. Oh. Because I thought, like, this is one thing I was, uh, uh, one time we were in there just, we were talking about another project entirely, but I was like, why aren't you guys doing that limited series where every episode is the origin of the ghost, and then it builds up to the representation of the 13 ghosts? Oh, I know. Or just give us a Jackal series, because that shit was scary. Oh, my God. I love that movie. Orphan was, Orphan, uh, was Orphan probably considered their best movie that they did? Yes, they did. Orphan. I'm not an orphan stand as much as everybody else is, but I appreciate it. You know, I, I I see it for for its value for sure. I mean, it was it was it was just who was it? Remember Marcus? Oh yeah, okay. So like, like we were in there, and, and I can't remember the exact name, but he was so excited about the orphan, the twist, and then the John Cusack one, <laughs> the factory, the factory. The I don't even know about the John Cusack. Okay, one. right. Like, well, it, it was it was, it, a, it was to it was to have a release, and I think it became uh, a victim of a schedule shuffle. And one, so it was released, and this is a handsomely produced. 
It was like a big deal. It was Uh, supposed to be a big deal. What was this called? The Factory. factory. And this is not Whiteout. This is a totally different thing. Okay. Whiteout is Kate Beckinsdale and has that right. You know, we were just talking about the unmade Alice movie, and the writers from Whiteout were supposed to be the Alice writers. Yeah, the Hayes Brothers, right? Well, they wanted to do, um, yeah, like uh, Conjuring. Red, I think. Maybe the Red Guys. You know, the ones with the old people that like the Hayes Brothers. Wasn't it the Hayes Brothers? Uh, Yeah, there's all these brothers. Who knows? (laughs) Um, If you're okay with that, I'd love to jump into the world of Halloween a little bit more. Uh, What were your first introductions to the Halloween franchise that you could remember? Like, how far back does it go? Well, Well, I mean, watching the first original. Yeah, when I was a kid. Absolutely. Um, Like, what was that like? Was it scary or were you, like, already jaded? Absolutely scary. And he... Michael Myers was the one that could get in my head, in my dreams. And I would be outside, and all the lights on the porches were out, and I lived in a small town in Illinois, Macomb. So the photography of Haddonfield might as well have been was right outside the window. Only <laughs> in, in the dream, I, you know, my shadow was twice as long as my little nine year old self, or however. And no matter how many times I turned around, he'd just be getting a little closer. No matter how fast I ran, it was never fast enough. And he'd just be a little bit, and then his knife would get a little closer to my heels, you know? Uh-oh, uh-oh. So why, why Michael? Why do you think he's the one that got in your head like that over the other ones? I found him to be a shark on land. The dark pits of his eyes were like the complacent eyes of a shark. And he simply would just come. Had to keep moving or he wouldn't be breathing. And that was it. It was just this straight line, like an arrow coming Next through the predator. That's what they keep saying in Halloween Kills. They wouldn't stop saying that. Um... Have you seen and Halloween Kills yet? I, I saw it an hour ago. Actually. What? Oh, congratulations. You just saw it today? <laughs> I that saw was... it today. Yeah, I had to see it because I'm reviewing it for, for Dread. And so that was a screening I had right before this. So I'm having a very Halloween heavy day today. Wow. I'm okay with it. Going trick-or-treating later, I'm sure as well. Uh, I am. Do you, do you remember when you were a kid, we would do this when it was like, I can't, the actual date, but it was halfway. You'd go half Halloween. And it was when it was halfway Halfway. The other side, whatever the other yeah, yeah. side of the year. Yeah, and, halfway to Halloween. Did, Same with halfway to Christmas. <laughs> uh, of course. What am you I? Go and, and like some old lady, be like, oh, okay, and she'd give you something. Oh no, I never went as far as actually. No, going we actually to went to houses stuff. and stuff like that. I mean, this is a different time. This is like the '80s, where that was well, that's interesting. That could be a, like an idea in there. Halfway like, to Halloween. Kids went missing, you know, just randomly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, yeah. <laughs> a lot of kids died halfway to Halloween. Nobody understands yeah, why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what are your general relationships with this franchise? Do you, is it like one of your favorites? Is it one of your least favorites? How does it stack up with all the other horror IPs? Well, it, it simply was the the series that touched greatness right away. You know, it had there was elegance and there was grace, and it had um, the filmmaking painted more violence than was ever depicted in front of that camera. And it also, I remember this man in this jacket who made me feel safe. And whenever the man in the jacket was on screen, I felt okay. And I could drop my hands from my eyes. But when that man was gone, Mr. Loomis, Dr. Loomis, yeah, he just, just simply, simply the best. I thought that was. Uh, uh, I, I thought he was terrifying. He seemed very unhinged to me as a child. He's Loomis. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, well, the, the accent, right? And I, then like. In number five, he literally attacks. Uh, Jamie, <laughs> like, yeah. like starts like shaking her in her bed, yeah. which is fair. You know, she's yeah. annoying. So start yeah. talking again. Why? It's weird that you're not talking. Uh, 
I mean, yeah, it was like, for some reason, it was also the other ones, like, you know, it is. They were serious for the first few films and then often just skewed into, um, you know, like very meta or um, horror comedies almost, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, well, this, this never, this, do. yeah, and th- this just never, never did that, you know? Yeah, it right? stayed serious the whole time. No matter how silly it got, it was straight faced about it. Yeah. And, and, who, it, and who it also attracted. Like there was something that that particular series would always attract a an X factor that raised its bar. And even if it was the constant of Donald Pleasance throughout many of the entries, mm-hmm. well, even when they went into Halloween 3 season of The Witch, you, you had the great Tom Atkins, you had Stacey Nelkin, you had beautiful monologues and, and big ideas. And yeah. it, it would mm-hmm. always swing for the fences in, 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 a, in a certain regard. Yeah, they took it seriously. I feel like the Akkad's, maybe were a part of yeah the, they really treated it um who said this someone's like the oh clive barker were like yeah they treat michael like he's hamlet and i think that's true i i would say yeah. I, I think we can attest to this is yeah. that uh we worked with malik and that is someone when when they absolutely honor respect and like you know malik sees it, it, there's a there's a he gets to speak to a family when he's in that world you know, his family created this, gave it its opportunity, gave it its life. Oh, yeah. And he uh, respects it as such. And I think that that is that that comes through. That becomes uh, it gives everybody an infusion of of where to place their standards when approaching that that universe. And so I think Halloween 2018 was a proof of that hope. Yeah. That yeah. That's, you know, they, they all went out there. It's like, I know, I know you saw the other movies. We're aiming up here. Yeah. Uh-huh. And even and, and we'll, you know, I'm sure go into our sort of entry point to it. And it, and it was ours was trying to, to get back to the tone, the exact tone of the original. And yeah, like, which I don't we still that. haven't seen yet. I'm always surprised why they're going bigger and not smaller, which is there, what the first I, one did. I felt there was moments in, in, in Halloween 2018. I, a lot of it felt like they were trying to do that. Uh, I, I thought. Um, yeah. I think try is the word. Oh, sorry i and i get i I talk shit about halloween 2018 all the time and my listeners get so mad i have to stop i wouldn't say not helping me oh wow you're well well the thing i mean you know it's it's it has a lot of it it has a lot of history it has a lot of deep love a lot of passion so it it, i mean it's 2018 yeah no no the the franchise so it's natural for for me, it felt though like it, it was it was in the same uh, world as the original one, and it felt oh, like yeah. it, it it was at least it was getting back to basics a bit. Um, I mean, the, the sequence when they go to see him at the at the mental institute was I thought it was fucking brilliant, like with the chessboard pieces and him standing there and the gorgeous. dog barking and like it and it was just it was just so eerie and creepy and felt like. Um, you know, it just, it had that tone from the original, for me. Um, and then, you know, and then, oh, it takes place on Halloween night. You know, it just, it, 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 it hit a lot, it hit a lot of notes for me. I mean, it, yeah, it, it was probably, probably bigger and more sprawling um, than it needed to be, like you were saying. But, um, yeah. Well, if, if I may, like, here's what I, my sister, my mother, and I all made that movie an appointment. Mm-hmm. You know, so I out here, I saw a day one first screening I could get into. And my mom, you know, 
wanted to see the story of this victim come back and face this boogeyman. Do you have a horror mom or just a normal mom? She was born on Friday. She's very slutty, if that's what you, yes. I mean, that's in there, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Leech. I mean, Patrick would know. Patrick would know. Um, No, yeah. It was the 90s, you know. It was a wild time. (laughs) Appropriate. No, I'm sorry. Do you guys have a favorite Halloween sequel? Instant, instantly, it's it's uh, it's the original two. That's a good one. Two is good. Uh, I like I like four. Oh, four is great. I just revisited four. I it's oscillated good. on it, and now I realize it's incredible. It's four. I mean, it's I, absurd. I, I watched four when I was um, homesick because when I was when I was sick in the uh, <clears throat> in the eighties, uh, <laughs> your your my mother would get i'd be i'm sick and she used to go okay i'm going to work but then she'd come home at like 10 10 30 bring me a two liter of soda because that's what you needed you need to stay hydrated soda and then totally well or just like coke or like (laughs) like you know like sun-kissed orange whole two liter and then like four videos and and i and i would they it was it had a list of all the videos at the store and i would pick them up and I'd call them up and say, I need this, this, and this. And she'd pick them up and go, isn't that great? And, and, and then I watched four in that environment. And I was like, just completely freaked out. Well, here's yeah. it's, it's serious. It had the music that had the, the photography, the voyeuristic style. There's a kid and, that can act, which I'm always yeah. very spooked out by whenever yeah. that's possible. She was, yeah, she was Daniel great. Harris, legit. Now, very Daniel legit. Harris, not only a great person, great actor. But what a, what an amazing moonshot of playing two different lead characters in yeah. two different Halloween universes. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I, I like H two O at the time. Like, remember that was very exciting when it came out. What do you mean at the time? H two O. Go watch true it again. Classic. Yeah, H two O was my twenty eighteen. Okay, H2O. so so what I watched H two O recently, and it was like. It felt so. It was so dimension of that era. Yeah. They were like, Thank God. "We got these Avid machines. We can just do the credits on this. Look at this crazy <laughs> visual. It's Halloween. just scream. It's what? like you know, it's the most post scream thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I would side. With what a cast! Like, oh my gosh! Like, oh, I know. You uh, you're not gonna make it out. I I'm just. Four and H two O probably would have had a more significant ranking, but they biffed the mask. Oh yeah, I mean not as bad as five. Um, yeah, five, five, five kind of looked. Uh, who does the Who does the mask? I kind of reminds me of an so actor, like a. Or I probably shouldn't say it because it'd just be insulting, but it, it's kind of like a great mask of a different actor was used. Yeah, it's not Shatner anymore. Like yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's like it's Brent, Picard Brent, or something. Brent Spiner maybe. H two O. Oh no, Resurrection. Not the worst mask. I just watched Resurrection. I know Wait, everyone hates it in Is that the karate it. one? Oh, Sir Josh. But watch it. I lived it. We lived it. It has mm-hmm. one of the best scenes in a Halloween sequel. Michael Myers walks into a room. And then in the same shot, Michael Myers walks into a room. And one of his Buster Rhymes? It was, it was a bit where the reality show component was doing a prank. But for the viewer in that moment, we were not ahead of the movie. We were not ahead of any character. It was just this innocent moment. Where I remember going, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, and and like everything fired in the synapses, like, oh, are yeah. you kidding me? This is, and then oh, it had the, uh, 
Mm-hmm. I just watched it for a recent episode because we did an episode on Halloween Retribution, which was going to be the follow-up to Resurrection that never happened, which is shockingly good, actually. And as soon as you kill Laurie Strode, you kill Hope. <laughs> and when you're opening 10 minutes, directed by another person, I believe Steve Miner came back to direct her death, uh, it, it does something to the rest of the viewing experience. And it starts you on such a nadir that what are we supposed to laugh at? What are we supposed to, we don't have 20 years of caring for a person. Uh, and in some of the, but if he represents the last of hope or he, or he earns our hope by the end of that one, it just sets you up for this nosedive emotionally that a, a, a cipher of evil can't really resurrect you from. One thing is like, if we, if, if your goal is to depress us right away and you succeed, we don't have much. I mean, there's, ah, you kind of lose the popcorn of it. She did nail it though. Well, I rewatched I mean, it, it was, and like it was trying she to shift it. to something else, right? Oh, yeah. and, and, and you know, a, a lot of it, the hate comes just because it felt like Dimension had this habit of making things gimmicky, adding a, a gimmick to it. And Bob felt like he had to have that to sell it, but he he didn't, and he never had faith. In, but he was so would always go to it. I mean, so our story, like the, the ours, is when we we were brought on to rewrite a script that we were brought uh-huh. on to do Halloween. What's the one that Matt Vane did? It was Matt oh, Vane the and then uh, Goldberg. No. Is it Asylum? Uh, was it the next it chapter? Asylum. 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 Mm-hmm. It was Halloween Asylum. So like they were given the script for Halloween Asylum. And it had been rewritten by uh, Stolberg and Goldfinger. And um, they were just kind of stuck with it. They, they weren't sure what they wanted to do. And... Uh, and, and we had uh, different ideas and, and the only thing Bob said is whatever, he's like, whatever, but it just, I need, I need to have Michael caught and in the electric chair. Cause that's the poster, him in an electric chair. And there was some tagline that came up with like Halloween electrifies this year or some bullshit like that. But, um, but that, so we're like, so, so we had the, you know, okay. So we had to work with that, but that was based on, so that, yeah. So like, so if you look at our deal, it was actually a rewrite. I, yeah. I'm wondering, like, how did you, you just kind of said it, but like, how did you officially get involved with this project? Like, what was, what was like the first it was, call? It, it was, st- uh, it, was, it, was Matt it was Stein. Stein. We yeah, were, was Matt we're, Stein. We were lucky to have dinner with Matt Stein, mentioned, uh, hey, what's going on with that? And then the three of us just over a dinner were, were passionate enough about wanting to. Uh, he, he was, he was a dimension executive forever. He was Bob's right hand guy. And like forever. I mean, he, he was like a long time. And so, um, yeah, so it was Matt Stein. And then we talked about it, like Margaret said, and then we met Malik. Cool. And, I actually reached out to him on Twitter. I was like desperate who? to get him to be the finale Malik? guest, but I don't think I'm going to hear from him. Uh, uh, he's the, he's he's maybe. No, he, he's very, he's very, he's a really nice guy. Right. He, I mean, it's just, he made it, he just kind of like, you know, he just, just, he just got a lot of stuff going on. So you just made it. I mean, especially no, right I, now. I, I, he's he's not yeah especially now he's not I mean, she's probably not like you know he's not ghosting you or anything he's just probably just oh no no hasn't gotten no. I didn't it. take it as such he doesn't he doesn't feel like a guy who checks his DMs much honestly yeah his Twitter <laughs> DMs even specifically no so. probably not he probably is like yeah um, he's a great guy but. what was the writing process like how did that start how did you like the the script we read the original script and um, we we completely emulated that style because it was the script is very short i want to say it's 93 92 97 somewhere around there under 100 and it and it was a very sparse style of writing 
the shape there's you know that's what he's called and so that we did that and so um like you know it was intimidating and not it's because it's one thing to write another thing to direct so i know marcus was very intimidated of like oh shit we have to get this right oh yeah people take this franchise very seriously seriously. lots of death threats coming your way probably yeah probably yeah it was Um, so so we just yeah we um we had this idea and we you know you know the original idea right is that um you know, the, so the end of the first movie, uh, he gets sh- Michael gets shot, falls off the balcony, and is on his back, right? And Loomis comes out, sees him, goes back in, and then comes back out, and Michael's gone. So yes. our movie, the first shot, is a POV of Michael on his back, looking straight up, and then stands up, sees the house, looks left, right, and then and then continues on his journey, and we follow him in the same right. like. Anna Glide style of the original, which they created that uh, style, that shot. They I'm not sure how you would shoot that. Like the camera work for that sounds yeah. tricky as hell. Well, I had no, figured out. Not, not that hard at all in the sense that it was, uh, the cameras that we could have access to would have allowed that in a much easier way where, I, uh, we found who had a in great shape, original Panaglide from that era. Yeah. And the Panaglide itself is, is a, a giant, like carrying a, a giant metal futon. And but the <laughs> trick was, can you mimic the exact gait of Michael Myers per that weight? Which in the first two, it has a bit of a float. Now, if it was just steady, if it was Brian De Palma, doesn't have the same effect as it being Michael Myers, where his his float was him. That was a that was something the camera gave us that became his personality. This person didn't talk. We were absorbing everything visually, and to have his point of view meant a lot. So that was then like, you know, showed that showed those shots to a, a marvelous master of the craft. That would be B.J. McDonald, who is uh, not only an amazing filmmaker, director, but is a master of uh, of all things camera operating is like, oh, that's a weight displacement. Here's how we can recreate it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, OK, now that feels right. Second thing was the mask. Gary Tunnicliffe was on board mm-hmm. for the mask to recreate it exactly. And even he bought a singular prop. He found this knife that was a very intimidating knife, not like a real, the type of knife that looks terrifying in the dark, no matter what house you're in, but just Uh a little more personality to it. And we wanted to give every signature of this boogeyman a, a little, just a tiny origin of where all those pieces would come from. He wouldn't just have a knife. No, this would have to be the knife pulled by a loved one who has it turned against her or him because that butcher's block belongs to the one person that couldn't kill him the first time. So right. this knife means something, you know, well, and, and, okay. and we, and we, and we, when we dived into the, to the, the original and the sequel, and like we were pulling out all these little things and creating, creating a universe within the universe. Like, like, so it's like, there's a moment with Loomis in the beginning of the movie. He, he, he calls doctor, but he, he's under Dr. Rogers, right? Mm-hmm. And like he said, tell him like, tell Dr. Rogers or so-and-so and he hangs up. And so our, oh, we're like, okay, so who's, who's, who's Dr. Rogers? Like, what was that about? And then, so we bring him and then like the, the third cop is, is like, you got the blonde hair in the back of Gary Hunt. Uh, so that became our guy. And, and so we, we kind of tied, we, we grabbed all these things and tied it in so that, you know, we could tell a really awesome story that 98% of the audience would totally get and not need anything. But then we also were trying to grab, add it, layer in these details that the 2%, the nerds like us would have been like, you know, losing their shit over. And so, for example, Harry Grimbridge ran 
the Halloween right. shop in town. So yes, right. there was the pumpkin, the skull, and the witch. Some of the shamrock novelties. Yeah, right. Because you remember in the, yeah, the Halloween killer mask, of course, right. because well, the fires existed in the opening. So Harry, Silver Shamrock was it Harry Dean Stanton? Who's the actor? Uh, no, not Harry Dean Stanton. Uh, I don't recall the actor's name, but he, he was. Uh, I so don't. He, unfortunately, I don't he, recall him. He's the old man in the beginning of three that stumbles forward, right? And then, yes. and oh, then he yeah, gets no better. Whole, uh, yeah. Face, oh, like, like seriously, two per, the two percent by the like, robot, is, is, death by robot. Yeah, I, I remember this now. Good good I, you know, finally, someone has figured out we can't trust those robot people. Not, yeah. not yet. We there's still a lot of trust to be built. <laughs> uh, actually, is mm-hmm. the recalibration, and I'm just wondering where did this word come from? Is this from you guys? Is this from yes. the studio? No, that was us. Yeah. Well, we had to find verbiage to not upset um, anybody. But can say it was a reboot because like, Bob did not want to do a reboot. He's like, I rebooted, you know, what he just did. He did um, the Rob Zombie ones, which were a reboot. Which were a reboot, yes. And he could even consider H2O a bit of a reboot, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Kind of, not really. But like, you know, it's sure. a continuation of the first one, ignoring a whole bunch of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so he just didn't want us to do that. So we're like, so we're like, okay, we're not, we're not. But we we wanted to do a direct sequel to the first one. That was what we wanted to do. So what, okay, so what does it mean then exactly? We were going to embrace the the absolute stream of one, mm-hmm. create a delta in that uh, gap between absolute one and two plus ten minutes, like that opening ten minutes of two, and then the recalibration is what if there was a legit Halloween three that wasn't season of the witch but continued the Michael Myers storyline. And it just had to take place in modern times. There's also stuff too, Marcus, too, because this is like a Rick and Morty par- parallel universe, right? Where mm-hmm. like we're saying the first one happened, but for ours to happen in modern day, because Bob said it happened in modern day, it kind of had to happen later. Yep. But we're not even going to rec- we're not even gonna acknowledge so that. Recalibration. Here <laughs> was. was the one thing I, I really was I was I was happy with the with the concept behind this idea, and the concept behind the idea was. Halloween happened for the people and like, and it, it was, okay, I'll just skip right to it. So by the time we were growing up and getting dressed up for Halloween, you could have a John Wayne Gacy paint set. You could have a Manson mask. You could have, uh, you knew about killers. So if, if a Michael Myers actually happened in Illinois, someone would be selling the mask this guy was caught in. So Harry Grimbridge was selling that mask and it was a silver shamrock property. Yeah, I think he said that. that allows is yeah, you you might have said that. favorite that moment of resurrection. So other other people, a la the best moment of two, when that poor kid is also dressed like a Michael Myers type, but it uh-huh. wasn't justified because you know, maybe someone else had it, but you uh-huh. could have that. And you now imagine being, you know, forced with trying to dragnet this phantom in your town and while trying to save them, but Anybody could look like that. Anybody could be on panic watch and risky behavior because they could look like this guy as well. So that is a dose that wasn't the whole fabric of the narrative. It ultimately was about the survivors' uh, grief uh, and and just rage at, at, at a system that's designed to kill failing the one thing. This one thing. Like we're all supposed to put our hate eggs into one basket, watch a boogeyman die, Get rid of all of our grief and no. Instead, it acts as an accelerant. Kind of is a, a big theme in Halloween Kills. So I'm excited yeah. for you guys to, to check that out. It's going to be on my phone in like a week, isn't it? <laughs> oh, wait. T- no, tomorrow. Wait, tomorrow? No. Friday. 
Yeah, I do have to say I am already sick of Scream. I'm very glad Halloween's out. When you're writing news, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a news writer at Dread. It's like three months of it just never ending. <laughs> so now Scream, Scream Country is approaching real fast. Mm-hmm. But yeah. When is January? Mid January. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what about a bl- uh, black phone? Okay, I think that looks absolutely terrifying. It does fucking it does? Like, does it, I'm a huge Joe Hill f- fan. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. You are. Um, have you read Heart Shaped Box? Yes. Yes. It's like his I? first one. It's, it's basically yeah, about Rob course, Zombie. Yeah. If Rob Zombie got haunted by a, a heart shaped box. Yeah. I just saw some picture of him the other day. How he's literally becoming his dad. And you wonder Joe when he's just, I know. Yeah, when is he going to just murder his dad and then and just absolve him? Become his dad, dude. I just saw Candyman and I loved it. That was brilliant. I loved and it too, and then everyone kind of talked down to me about it, and then I like really? I stopped talking yeah. about it. Yeah, it was like a, it's, a it's, thing. it's brilliant. It is. Yeah, brilliant. I thought it was brilliant too. He, uh, I, we, so we had a triple feature. We did uh, Invisible Man, which is obviously awesome, Candyman, and then a nice surprise in the form of the Night House. Uh huh. The night uh, house is something for sure. Yeah, it's it, it was. Uh, I didn't. It, it for once bringing up like the the ghost house, uh, not ghost house, uh, dark castle mantra. What they were doing is like, well, this felt like the way you you do it. These amazing components, but it's still made with an aesthetic that didn't that could tell a personal story. Yeah, and it's still fun, and it's not it's not too serious, serious about it all. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of fun, I'm wondering, what was it like working with Miramax and, and Dimension on this particular project? What was that dynamic like? Oh, I actually, it, it was, totally it was, fun. it was just fine. It was, well, it's funny, fine. It's it funny was, you uh, mentioned Miramax though. They, yeah. they were not so much a, a presence. It, until, it wasn't, uh, Miramax wasn't involved. We were under oh. the impression that Dimension owned it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then we were surprised to learn that Dimension did not own it. They had an option on it. And Miramax, uh, uh, it lapsed and Miramax took the project back. And that's how our project ended. Were that you was guys, a surprise to everyone. Even I was going to say, even, was this surprising to you? Like, did you have an idea that no. time was going to lapse at some point? No, no one knew that. No one I knew that. They just did not tell you this. I don't think they knew that. Like, well, that's not good Bob, business. Bob knew, but like, but no, like, I mean, no one knew because it, it, it was just, they did. And, you know, that was sort of like, they did that. They had a lot of stuff like that that they had. And they had to make things with ticking clocks and so and so. And so, no, it was, um, and it was a bummer too, because like we could, we could have been shooting, but it, it you know, it's just, it, that was, that was the dark side of dimension where, you were you had a lot of creative freedom and there was a lot of excitement and energy, but sometimes they didn't quite have the money. Well, like so, like our, we knew things were going sideways when because it was yes, yes, yes most of the way, and then then we got a call from one of the execs there, and they, the both execs were great, and they but they you know you're you're dealing with a guy who's tough to deal with, mm-hmm. and um, uh, they were like, so uh, what about Bulgaria? <laughs> classic like, halloween uh, country uh, bulgaria right and they're like no no, no bring in the cars and like you know architecture like no 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 because uh who is it um bulgaria. well one of the uh, who's the guy millennium uh, he built he built like a sound oh, stage uh, over there Ari... sure. Ari, maybe, Ari, i don't know but 
Avi, Avi Lerner. Avi Lerner. Yeah, he because he he has like a, a really cool uh, set over there, and he's supposed to be in American style, and and so we just knew then like, uh, like this feels like, and we didn't need a lot for ours. I mean, I don't if you read the script, well, but it was like I it have. doesn't it didn't. The death knell was we, we, this was, it it was, was, here's what was really cool is that we had Matt Stein, Matt Signer, uh, and Mr. Levine and Bob and Malik Mm -hmm. all working together along with, um, who I think was going to be Sean Gowry Mm -hmm. to say like, all right, how much do we have? We can Mm -hmm. probably get 5.5. Great. We will write exactly to 5.5. Just help us. We don't care how hard the note is to take. If that means we hit the number, great. We got it there. Then we were hit with a $1.8 million tax for the false starts of the previous sequels that didn't happen. And then all of a sudden, the time we needed goes. Then the budget's gone, and there isn't any more time to adjust. So you're like stuck with something that was shaped to be a live machine, and now you're under the hood just randomly pulling out parts. That's yeah, it's, so, it probably didn't look so safe at that point in time. I was I wondering, think, yeah. did you ever notice the dynamic between Akkad and Dimension? Like, was it was it nice or was it was it uh, was there tension? Uh, well, I mean, I, I think it, we never got to a point where anything simmering could really go to boil because it was the the, the directive was get this movie made. Everybody wanted to see it made, so that was yeah. very helpful. I have a feeling at points of absolute affluence uh and success you can really stack mountains between yourself and in the conversations to get something made you know it's kind of like mm-hmm. a potential trap door to the development hell process this yeah. one didn't have any of that i was, yeah. I, was I was scanning my passport to go location scout i had motion tests of a michael myers i was boarding things right and yeah. like you know pacing camera moves to to cues and, and songs well it was. It had to be that thought out to execute it and, and drag something across the line, kicking and screaming. That would be a respectful entry. That would be our best foot forward, and try to punch above its weight, because they all wanted it to be great, mm-hmm. and that was nice. But the math and the ultimately the the deal with the rights was going to make that a tough, uh, a really tough thing to vault. Um, yeah. and there was just constant shenanigans with that company, unfortunately. And yeah, it sounds like shenanigans. So, you know, we were in, yeah, we, we were involved a lot. Thing, we, the charm of it was, you know, they, everybody wanted it to be great, but then sometimes they're just like, well, weird stuff happens. Yeah. Great, you still got to need, you're going to yeah. need the time and the resources. Yeah. yeah, you need to be supported to some degree, I would imagine. So, so I'm sure, I think, we, I don't, he never said this, but I'm sure he's thrilled when it moved to Jason Blum and Universal. I mean, you know, which. Yeah. You know, he's I mean, like, the best in the business right now. It seems like the right home for sure. Yeah. It's well, just like who gets Oscar chatter talk? Who gets nominated? I mean, like Jamie Lee. Yeah, there was. There was. Not, not only brought back an important uh, character, but also leveled up a conversation about trauma, surviving. Dude, like there was more to this movie than the mask. It was yes. about a condition of people again. Yeah. And the mask was the metaphor for the things we do not understand, the irrational yeah. force. There was, there was definitely a battle between Malik and Bob, always just to keep Wait, it like to keep it like um not gimmicky, just stay away from the gimmicks as much as possible. That was Malik's thing. I mean he he you know, he this is his baby, he's respected it mm-hmm. more than anyone and he just wanted to he wanted it to be 
you know, have that tone and the intensity and, and, and Bob did too. He understood that, but you know, Bob's a salesman and he was just, he was thinking about the poster. So he just was thinking, I need these. He didn't always have a hundred percent faith in things. And we, we worked with him on, uh, Hellraiser and, um, scanners, you know, scanners and I mean, probably some other ones too, but, um, you know, and that just, was... he has that salesman thing in him where he, like, well, Jason Blum is just like, fuck it, it's Halloween. And how am I going to get you to go see it? Hey, I just got, you know, uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, Curtis. And here's and John. John Carpenter. And he's yeah. like, I'm in. And to get people hyped with that, he's like, and oh, John did a remix of the original score. And I'm just like, fuck it's yeah. Easy. It's it. so easy. I, I feel like it's I, sometimes I, you overthink it. It's, they it's overcomplicate like, things. And maybe they they're do. not truly they horror do. fans. Like, I think you have to have that to some in some degree in your heart, which I think Blum does yeah. have. Would you be okay if we moved on into mm-hmm. like the content of Halloween sure. Returns? Because I am sure. interested. Now, who here, me and myself included, would be the best person to attempt giving a quick, a quick synopsis of this script, in your opinion. I, I'd like to hear you say it, sir. Oh, no, 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 no. That, <laughs> I should, I, why did I bring myself up? Why did I do that? Um, I, 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 I could yeah. try, but it's it's just going to be comedy. It's just going to be humor. I'm not going to do you justice, but I could try. Please. If you want me to. I want you to. Melton? Dear God. Okay. Well, I, I used to be a screenwriter. I, I, a story you analyst, used to so be I... a screenwriter? Way to go. Well, you know. Wow, what happened? <laughs> now we collect stickers. This project. Okay. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, we, how would you summarize this? Okay. this I'm gonna project. try. Oh, I'm gonna. You're gonna be so mad. Are you ready? And sure. I'm going. All right. So it starts off uh, where the first film ended off, and you're in Michael Myers' perspective, and he falls, and we're seeing it from his eyes. He continues his mayhem for a little longer. He attacks another young woman. I believe kills somebody else too and is apprehended and then gets taken away. And then we fast forward to right now, like present day, and Michael Myers is about to be executed. So we're seeing him sort of from like the theater chamber and he's about to get electrocuted. And like everybody's there that saw him like murder their mom and their wife and everyone's like waiting to see this guy get it. But he doesn't get it. Because instead of giving him the normal kill you stuff, they gave him the uju juju kill you juice, and it just happened to like ad- like get into his adrenaline, and then that at the same moment, some kind of storm hits, lights go out, he escapes, kills a bunch of people, and decides that he is going to finish what he didn't get did originally. So he's on his way home. So he's going to kill off a bunch of the people. Um, well, is he killing off the people that were watching him die? Or is he killing off the people that he didn't manage to kill the original night? This is a question for you guys. Your pitch is getting a little soft. It's getting a little soft. Oh, am I losing it? <laughs> uh, I love the beginning. Uh, Wait, I'm not done. Uh, well, yeah, I, you know what? Honestly, it is. I, yeah, it is just going to keep going downhill from here. Okay, oh, someone help me out. I, 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 fresh, like, I got the audience warmed up. Yeah, someone like, has to come like in. the scene from Dudes Where My Car, where they try to order and just end <laughs> And then, and then, and, and then, and then. Listen, you know, I didn't write this thing. Maybe I did. Who knows? Um, 
Okay. okay, okay. Someone, someone, save me. Someone, come, come, fill in the gaps. Okay, so he's about to get electrocuted. The sees, power goes out. No, remember because remember he sees the daughter of yes. Doctor Rogers, and right. that's the thing. Yeah. The first movie, it's has nothing to do with brother and sister. It's I, I'm at this house and I see this girl, and that is who I'm going to kill. And uh-huh. so that's, we did the same well, thing. Where yeah, he's about to iris out. He's okay. He's done. He's like, I'm going to die. I've had enough. Is and this then, Karen or is Karen an adult? Karen is the one who crawls away over with the a knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she's wearing a Gross. knife inside of her. Well, she was named uh, Karen before Karen became a thing. Okay. Yes. You, you could have saved anymore. Karen as an entity. The proverbial Karen yeah. you could have saved. Oh well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the uh, yes. Yeah, and when, she's a cane now. Okay, I'm with you. When he's yes. about to dip out to black. Uh, that is when, and we pulled this from facts. So a lot, if you, depending on where uh, you're to do lethal injection, the uh-huh. reason a lot of it was also being uh, yanked and, and deemed like really an awful way to go, even when putting down a killer, uh-huh. is that a lot of the batches were botched. They had extinction rates amongst themselves. So it wasn't easy to get a good batch. So now imagine like you got one to spike him into the red, two to get him into the black, last one to put him in a bag. And so you see the one that starts to spike him up, you see the one that's supposed to go black, and that's the line, the thicker substance that starts to go. So his heart is doing this as his vision. So we need to stay in his POV. He can't see his face. As he's watching the audience of people hoping he dies or you know, rubbing yeah. the faces off their family photos, just wanting his heart to stop. Just and then as that die. thing starts to go, starts to shrink, wouldn't you know, that cop that couldn't kill him right then because he was pulling, pulling a little girl to safety that reminded him of his daughter now is realizing... His little girl is the one trying to calm a kid who saw his family die from hyperventilating. And like, whoa. And then sure enough, Michael Myers, that iris goes, whoa, finds her and focuses. And like, "Mm." now you see that he's been given more than rage and a demand to die. He's been given a purpose once again. Got an objective now. (laughs) He gets to come on out and do his thing. Okay, so incredible. Yeah, so he he's killing the descendants of the of the people who um he who caught him and or he couldn't didn't kill originally. Mm-hmm. And so, but keep in mind, so we have and then we have the, you know, that all plays out. We need you know this and that, and then and then he um yeah, and then uh did you wrap the reason draft with the Loomis tag? Yeah, I did. Oh, so then that, that was, was everything. That we was my favorite. Setting I, up the yeah. the return of Loomis, but it, you know, like right, it, it, Loomis was such a such it's a the right um, way to do it. And yeah. you wouldn't have seen him, right? Or would you have? Uh, the idea was to get Jason Isaacs for one day, okay, and have him play that. So then, you know, in a uh, let me see, I wonder if I can. You you don't hear the theme until uh, for and it'd be the shape stocks again. Uh, so I think it would be like this would begin over like the end credits as you see like everything open in the, in the hospital and then these two guys in gray come in with Cochran to fetch the body of Harry Grimbridge but the two guys in gray set off the metal detectors they're like oh you can't go in there and they're oddly robotic and then you know in comes in this the, the, the pale trench coat yeah, he goes up to Hunt, whose tongue has kind of been held back together. Like, I tried to kill him. I tried to kill him. I tried to kill him. Sam, him. This is no him. He's purely and simply evil. And you keep cutting to credits as everyone else is screaming and crying. Like, he's out there. He's out there. Sheriff Brackett, no need to on me. I've got my own gun. 
And then it was to end as everybody else is fleeing and uh, banking in. Cause like the house fell. We don't have them in the house. And then see the doctor raise the lapels of his trench coat in front with the red and uh, red and blue lights. And then just slowly go down to his gun, tapping on his hip and just having to say, come on boy. <laughs> and then you go back to the burning house and the, Michael's hand slowly picks up his mask. He puts it back on and begins walking towards the hospital. Uh, okay, perfect. So we, we have a gorgeous opening description. We have a, a great ending, but everything in between we've forgotten about. A big question I have. So obviously you have a bunch of teens also to get murdered off in this one as well. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. no Laurie Strode? It feels very like a purposeful uh, decision to avoid her. Have, well, in yeah. out of the equation, like it was a legal financial note. Oh, okay. Yeah, you guys it, weren't it was, just being clev. It, no, you couldn't it was, get yeah. it? Uh, no, it, it was, it was not even... on the table. It yeah. was not allowed on the table. So yeah. even just a character. Ah, so if we were going to, because then our other thing was like, uh, also, the timeline is looking different. at the Dark Knight, if you will, like the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight. What they mm-hmm. did with characters, like okay, if we're bringing in Loomis, and at the end, then perhaps a Laurie Strode can still happen. Because uh-huh. Laurie, you know, Laurie Strode can still be down the line as something a a, a totem of safety, yeah. a beacon of hope that can be mm-hmm. a, up in jeopardy. What, like and yeah, because I I distinctly remember us, you know. Of course, bringing it up, I think everyone naturally does. Of like, can we? And Bob felt like he had already done it. He did it. He did. It. He's like, I did it. I, I think H2O. it's kind of a good idea to to move forward. And so yeah, so he yes. just you know that was just his instincts at the time. And then of course the first thing they do with Halloween, Halloween kills. It's like oh, she's bring her right back. <laughs> yeah, I, I've noticed um, in the, in your script there are a few. There's you're not bringing back old characters like some of the other versions have done, but it seems like you have new characters that are archetypally fill-ins for some of our old characters, but at the same time, they're completely different. Mm-hmm. That Well, we wanted to try to say a few things uh, in there and and also do some things with Michael Myers where he is, he does, he would have one new move or one new kind of gesture, just something simple. But in my, in my head, I was always thinking this is the return of Elvis when Elvis mm-hmm. showed up in all black leather and he'd been counted out for who knows how long. And he just owned it. So he mm-hmm. would be sleek, he would be live, he would be uh, he wouldn't move any differently. He might do one thing to to complement the head tilt. And so I was thinking like if we find this particular knife that has that comes from uh, you know Roger's knife block, mm-hmm. you know, or Hunt's knife block, that that's the thing he'll always tap to let him know he's there, but not want to let him know where he is just yet. Just let that ting ting come out. Okay, fine let let those little moments sneak in but then also see him make decisions mm-hmm. so like this one bit i was pretty thrilled with uh was we had a let me see if i can find it uh are you familiar with the great leon bridges awesome artist yes the song river okay all right hang on hand i kind of like the idea of this this couple like having a romantic interlude, but then you go off to the lonely kid and you're realizing you're coming out from a house that has all these windows. And then our, our, of the daughter character we're following is out there kind of licking her wounds emotionally. And that's when she sees something a little red in the corn and follows it in until she gets a sight line on this absolute perfect shape in the bottom of this house. 
just looking up at all of her friends and then kind of picking a couple instruments as their footfalls are guiding his attention and then slow the world down as she's trying to figure out who she can call to help without giving away her position, right? And then just watch the slow ballet of something death coming for something alive. But okay, if we can get in that way, so you're not feeling something propulsive and synth in that moment, but you're starting to feel bad for the kids as death is walking to a, coming for them like a river. There you go. <laughs> I, I can see it. I can see it fresh in my mind's eye. Not to pivot 100%, but I've heard you guys are fans of Jillian Jacobs and we're yeah, hoping to cast her. To her. I wanted her to be our Karen. Yeah. Really? Like, it was Karen. Of course it was Karen. Did you talk to her? No, nope, Never got that far. Uh, she it was never got that movie far. called uh, Milton turned me on to this movie. Was it Midnight in the Garden or uh, uh, it was this uh, really dark drama she was a lead in. Um, that kid, that kid, the kid. Yeah. Was, it was, uh, was she's a mom. Her. No, 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 she's like, she's like, she's, she's, she, 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 she. Uh-huh. the one where she's kidnapped. Yes, Jen yeah. Jacobs was once kidnapped in something cool. Oh, yes. this, is, this is a really dark movie. What was it called? It's a very dark movie, but you're like, I mean, to me, she's community and Fear Street. I don't have too many other references. Mm. Wow, yeah, community yeah. is a big, is a big, uh, is a big reference point for me. But like, I just thought, like, as as a force, somebody I knew had a comedy presence and a popular one, but also did this movie that was just, would just be seared into your mind. Like how Mm -hmm. tragic it was like, Ooh, now that's somebody that we can hoodwink with a dramatic kettle whistle. Yeah. Yeah. She'd bring the charisma, but also does horror. Great. Did you guys see gardens of the gardens of the night gardens of the Mm -hmm. night? There you go. That I have Uh, not heard of. uh, It's from 2008. Oh, so not she's that kid, old. She's she's kidnapped as a kid, and then she's raised to be think that she was. Um, I mean, she's by oh. pedophiles essentially, and she and a bunch <gasps> kind of, of a kids room go. vibe. That's yeah. heavy duty stuff. And then mm-hmm. and then they like form this you know bond, and they get out. It's I read, and it's funny because not funny, but it's interesting. That I read the script as a script reader, oh. and it was and it was one. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like such a moving script and then uh and it was made years later and it and we've like we've done like sizzle reels and stuff like that and, and we use a lot of imagery from it because it's just it's it's kind of just snuck out and mm-hmm. but it's quite um it's just really heavy that's the thing it's so heavy so i mean heavy. i'm for heavy kind of like um, my other favorite movie heavyweights by judd apatow <laughs> mm-hmm you guys are out of my reference points sometimes, and that's okay. We're all different. Um, before I move on into my conclusions period where I ask you mm-hmm. about other projects on the go, do you have anything that you'd want to, like, wrap up in in your world of Halloween Returns? Is there any yeah. other tidbits or give it yes, to me? Uh, I think anybody with the uh, with the hope and the... the, the, the I'll just start with, with the hope to try and tell a story. Just because the biggest door you thought would open for you slams shut so hard on you that it snaps a few fingers back, mm-hmm. don't fall. Try the door again. Make your own key. Open it again. The best thing that ever happened out of something that in the moment felt like a, like a, like a just a giant curtain call yeah. was... Uh, we got to make another movie, something that took us 10 years after we'd written it to get done. And it was the toughest one, the tightest budget, but every hurdle of the Halloween process prepared us for it. 
and it was our first tomato. And that led to our second tomato and our third tomato. And so, yes, the, the river was supposed to go in one way, but the deltas have also been absolutely wonderful. And so that is a possibility for anybody. doesn't matter what pursuit is. Mm-hmm. Don't let the biggest door closing tell you there isn't another way through. Yes, I think this is good advice. And I have faced this myself numbers of times. Um, so what can you guys tell me about unhuman? Because I'm interested. Oh, my God. I can't. I want to be judged by this. I want this to be like Dunstan. <laughs> You, will, you can only show one thing, and we will decide whether you get to work again or never work at all again, ever. You have Wait, to throw you, but you haven't made it yet, so you don't know. Yeah. Has it been shot? It's yeah. been shot. I'm in post right now, man. You're in post. Yeah, it's, oh, it's so a, you yeah. know. I mean, the there might even be a movie. Oh, that might even be a head right there. We don't Who's know. Who's that person? Hi, person. You might find out. Oh, okay. Very might, exciting. Might be something. Yeah. I, though, this was an absolute joy. Blumhouse set us up for success <laughs> in New Orleans. Oh, it was the it was a our, our lead actor uh Rian Chu is amazing. She's one of the leads of I know what you did last summer that's coming okay. back. Yeah. Alex Bello, uh Uriah, uh Low Graham, uh Drew uh, Drew Sheed of Halloween 2018 and well, 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 Kills. Um Benjamin Wadsworth. Uh, I could go on. Uh my god, CJ, like our our cast is phenomenal. And we also have a marvelous uh, role uh, by our dear friend, Peter Giles, who returns. And this one, uh, yeah, please judge me right now. Uh, Charlie Clouser of the Nine Inch Nails of Saw is doing our score. Charlie Clouser was of Nine Inch Nails? I didn't know that. I, I'm very familiar with all of his scores, but that's cool. Oh, yes. And he, you know, we couldn't afford him, but bless him, he watched it and said, I'm in. Oh, my God. That Dead Silence score, I listened to that. Isn't it I, I, nothing's I, better. Nothing's better. His cue uh, called Brandon is one that I, I try to source in a lot just to, it, it's uh-huh. so wonderful and haunting. And yeah, oh, just so good. Oh, he's yeah. an inch nails. That he's makes sense. Great. And I, uh, I mean, is this, this might even be the first uh, Blumhouse horror movie that already has its action figures ready to go. Just saying. Damn. Mm. Okay. So, wow. You're already working with Blumhouse. Could Halloween Returns be the follow-up to Halloween Ends? Here's that's my that's my question right now. Well, you know, in the era of the uh, many multiverses, I don't see why not. If a story, um, if it if it is merited, if you if it does feel like it can exist, I mean, right now the only thing that could kill Michael Myers in terms of Halloween Returns is returns rights, you know, all that yeah. stuff. It, yeah. it may not be possible in the realm of that, but the well, but yeah, because the problem with returns is that Dimension owns the script. Oh, but not, but that's it. So that means that they would, you know, that no, so that will never happen ever. So that's too bad. But you have to, <laughs> you have to write a new script. Well, actually, oh, it's possible. Although, wait, wait, wait. Actually, no. I think about it because Dimension, Dimension owns know. Dimension now. Back. Oh, damn. I mean, don't tease us because we have some very sensitive listeners that are desperate for, for that series to return. Uh, so this is Postmortem Customs, uh, and this was made. So I want to give Postmortem Customs a shout out because this this little guy was waiting for me when I got home I from, from Unhuman, actually. And well, uh, yeah. I, you, I, I, I like retweeted that and then Marcus bought it. <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I love it. I'd, I'd have that in my house. It's cute and scary, like Chucky. P.S. Have you seen the new Chucky yet? Uh, I uh, I caught some of the uh, first episode last night. Okay, uh, cool. But cool. I didn't. You know, I, I got to watch it now, like 
all in. Uh, I got to I see the first up. four episodes because I reviewed it, and I mean, I'm here for it. I'm liking it. So oh, pretty great. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling it. Okay, so since you brought it up, the collected, like uh, any scoops? Can I can I get anything anything uh, to I, print? I feel, well, I nothing fit to print yet. Only in the sense that you know that's that has to be. I want that to be as official and as loud as a thunderclap, because that's another bringing back that word hope. When people are so kind to check in on its pulse. We Ooh. want to be back with something definitive, a yes, uh-huh. when, and here's how. And I mean, yeah. the real circumstance is you hear nothing, and then all of a sudden you see a trailer, and you're like, what? They did it? You know, that. That's- I'm getting t- all of these messages on all of the posts that I'm making that are like, uh, you should know they're actually doing it. And I'm, all of this hearsay is, is and rumors are rampant right now. So I am... Well, I will, for that. I will say this. Every time that happens, it's not just heard by a few. It's heard by many. And all of those become uh, arrows that fit nicely in the quiver to bring that sucker back and, and also do it the right way. So hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll have something to talk about uh, in the podcast of things that escaped hell. Wow. Escaping hell. My my spinoff. <laughs> um, anything, any updates on Final Destination that, you, that you're allowed to give me or not give me? Hoping, uh, hoping something is, is said soon. That, what a, I mean, that's a marvelous process, a marvelous, a marvelous that's, franchise and really has a, yeah. really has and, and part five was so good. How could it they was, have stopped was, after that? I was, was, yeah. It was awesome. Again, well, plus, they're, they're expensive. And so it's they just, look expensive. And, and, they and really it, do. And, it, yeah. and it's part of the studio system and people second guess everything and like, you know, and. It's just you know how it goes, um, but it doesn't it feel like such a movie that like it would be perfect on HBO Max. Like it's just like beyond perfect. Put a Pretty yeah. Little Liar in there. Yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah, it's yeah. raring to go. Plus, it's also been long enough where the perfection of five completing a circle now has it now leaves a question where it can come back and feel new, and you can honor it. Like I'll go back to Candyman. Candyman honored everyone's love for everything that came before it, and yet told a story so personal, so great. I wanted to start it again just to listen to it. The soundscape and uh, Nia DaCosta's direction was so elegant and wonderful. Gorgeous. It was like, I think it sets a new standard for what you what you can do with uh-huh. horror oh, and, yeah. and what you can do with, with heart and with the mindset of telling something that, that was, so, that was so, so special about Candyman was there was a tragedy and a romance to to this to to it and like in this case could have used more philip glass i'm sorry like the please that's true that maybe feast three i don't know uh we actually what (laughs) used a sampling of barry linden's score okay Uh, um, anything's possible you know uh i remember he was doing that it was pretty fun i mean maybe like uh ricky and the flash could use a little more philip glass Uh, i you're right anything can do it um, can you give us a bit of a logline for uh, Unhuman? Uh, well, I wonder. Okay, I wonder if I can. Um, you can. Currently, this is uh, the first credits you'll see is a Blumhouse after-school special. Okay, well, presented I'm, I'm, in I'm sold. with the uh, student-teacher division, and what we're hoping to bring the kids is uh, just a story that's going to help us all understand ways to get along or move along, and you know, maybe don't end up in a body bag, but end up achieving your dreams that's the goal that's the goal i love that 
Yeah, a little um, more succinct one is a what is teed up as a wonderful opportunity for teens that are from all disassociated uh, backgrounds trying to earn extra credit on a field trip. Run afoul of something that may not be here, there, or anywhere, but is a fast ticket to terror. These well, kids signed up for more than they more than a grade. They're going to be valued on their ability to survive. Hot scoop. You're going to have to see something on Dread Central probably this week. Sorry. Um, oh, right on. Well, I, I hope to be more eloquent. But yeah, here I can tell you this, that we are in post. It's being scored. Uh, it was a marvelous opportunity. Uh-huh. And I tell you, this cast delivered something that, please. I mean, that's the, I, I just, I cannot wait for this one to get out. When can we expect to maybe see it? Uh, 2022. That's wow, very specific. Very, first very. Quarter. Uh, now, well, mind you, we haven't been told what what quarter uh, or when uh, we can start uh, it. And the other thing is, um, hey, it's now. Isn't this going to depend on what uh, some things that happen in our industry too? Uh, when it, you know, if things can can if, be completed, if and when, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we're we're in a good spot in that this sucker has been shot, locked, and is now ready to rock. Amazing. So now that you guys are sort of wrapping up on that, what is next for both of you? What's coming up? Uh, we just quit, actually. We're done. Oh. All right. Retirement. That's beautiful. <laughs> I'm raising you. No, I got nothing else. No. All right. And Patrick, are you also retired? Well, we're, we've always been living semi-retired. Um, yeah, I mean, we're working on, we're finishing, Marcus is posting on uh, Unhuman. Um we're working on uh, that sort of Alice in Wonderland thing for uh, yep. Live Live Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, Sweet. And then that's about all we can really say at this point. No more scary stories to tell in the dark? Uh, uh, no. There, I mean, there, 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 was, well, there, there are a pair of scary stories that are coming, uh, that, that, which will be fun. So hopefully... Right. Think, brightly, think, brightly lit, you know, not necessarily oh, yeah. to be not not, uh, in the dark. All right. I mean, this has been... Very exciting, very awesome. I think people are going to love this conversation. Uh, do you guys like to be found online? Like, do you have anywhere sure. that you want to uh, pitch, like a Twitter or an Instagram? Where can we find you if you so choose to be found? I am on Twitter and I'm verified. Pretty easy to find. <gasps> well, she's a verified queen. All right. Well, uh, we'll find you. Twitter or Instagram, either is fine. Also, okay. and it's just I'm add pretty shy Patrick, on Instagram. Patrick W. Milton. All right. Pretty easy to find. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get that out there. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back with another episode of Development Hell. Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.